Welcome to the More For Me podcast by Kat Nicole. My name is Katherine Thompson, and I just want to thank you for joining me today, whether via YouTube or your favorite podcast platform. Thank you. I will consider this first episode as kind of like courtship. We're at the beginning stages of building a relationship and getting to know each other. And so I want to share some more information about myself with you and let you know where More For Me really came from as we began our journey together. So Catherine Nicole McGee Thompson. That's where Cat Nicole comes from, my name actually. And I was born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, one of five children. I'm a proud wife of 10 years and a proud mother of 2.5. I have a 12-year-old dog, a six-year-old son, and a three-year-old daughter. But enough about the family details. Let's dig into more for me. Um, more for me is associated with the fact that God literally wants more for me. But the great news is, is that he wants the same for you. God wants more for each of us. And once we receive and truly believe in our heart that God wants more for us, we can get on to the easier work. That part of the process is actually journeying towards that more that God wants for you. And why would I call that the easy work? Because it's actually really hard. And I know first, from firsthand experience that it's very difficult to believe um, and to know and then believe that God actually wants more for you, whether or not it's because of your, your background, your upbringing, or even your current situation. It may not be great. You may be considering the things that are going on around you or happening to the people that you love. And you can question, does God really want more for me? So once you have that fact and you believe it in your heart, the other work is easier. And so we move on from there to the quote unquote, easier, not easy, but the easier part of it all. So I want us to, to take a look at what that easy work is as you work towards your destination of more. For me, every time I leveled up in terms of going, transitioning to the next level in my life and getting me closer to more and how close, I can't exactly say because I'm not God and I don't know exactly where that ending is, but I definitely am not moving backwards or staying stagnant. So leveling up towards what God is calling me to, I've always engaged in three phases, being exposed, empowered, and equipped. Now those three phases, I, I like to refer to a cycle of more or the more cycle. So now we're on the same page. And as you um, live your life, knowing what, that God has called you to something more and actively engaging in a cycle of being exposed, empowered and equipped, you are literally engaging in more for me or you in this case. Now, let's fade back a little bit to who I am um, and we'll look back as early as my childhood to give a little bit more context of where these seeds were planted or where did this come from? Because it didn't spring up yesterday. Um, it's, it's something that's been around for a while. So there are two notions that have always uh, rung true for my life, definitely common themes. And that's this idea that I really want more and that I enjoy helping others. I'm going to give you two examples from my childhood to, to help illustrate that point. The first thing that we'll talk about is the idea that I want more. Um, I was well known for asking people for money. Not strangers. My parents taught me better than that. Safety first, but definitely family members. Fair game. I'm definitely asking. Uh, I have a pretty large family. Has some favorite uncles. And then as adults, you're here all the time. I love you too. Hey, can I have a quarter? 
So nothing too big. I'm not asking for the latest Jordans, buy my homecoming outfit. Like, no, 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 none of that stuff. I was very young. And so, hey, can I have a quarter? Most often, uh, the kind, loving people around me, uh, they they complied and they're like, okay, here you go. And so uh, at times, on my mom's side of the family, we would have large gatherings because she has a lot of siblings. So I have a lot of cousins. And Saturday or Sunday, we'd all be together, hanging out, eating dinner, having fun, laughs and jokes. And I would make my rounds, work in the room. Hey, can I have a quarter? Hey, can I, can I have some money? Can I have some money? Can I have a quarter? And uh, get my little collection going. And at some point during the day, we generally end up going to the store, local store. We'd all walk there together. We get there. I see something I want. Lo and behold, it's candy. Hey, can you buy this for me? And the adult or one of the adults with us, maybe an older cousin, is like, hey, you just you just got all that money. Where's your money? You can buy it. Mm, eh, Beg to differ. That money is for me. I need you to buy this. And oftentimes, whether or not it was the first person that I asked and or a cousin who's like, oh, it's just a quarter or 50 cents. I'll get it for you. Um, shout out to Now and Laters, as well as the 25 cents Mike and Ike box, Lemon Heads, uh, Boston, was it Boston Baked Beans? My mom loves those or loved those. Um, nobody needs that much sugar these days, but I definitely did indulge. But I would ask for this and People will comply and get this for me. So one, I'm asking for money so that I can have more of it. And then if I want something else, you have to understand that this money is for me. I'm going to save it. Just keep it to myself. I don't want to buy anything with it. I just want the money. But can you get me something else? So you have this notion that, yes, it's been there since the beginning. I want more. Now, on the other side of that, we have the um, notion that I love helping people. And so my paternal grandfather he passed away when I was like six or seven. I don't remember my exact age, but I do remember like one of four memories I have of him. Literally, I remember sitting on his lap. He was sitting in his chair and I was sitting on his lap and I was teaching him his ABCs. OK, granddad, you repeat after me. You got to say it. A, B, no, granddad, granddad, say A, say A, granddad, like so sincere. Like you're going to learn your ABCs today, sir. Um, so helping him learn his ABCs. When I got older, I learned that he had had a stroke. And so it really was helpful what I was doing. But at that time, it was literally like, oh, I can teach grandpa. I know something I want to share with you. So again, these ideas that I want more and that I like helping people, they've kind of been around since the foundation. But for me, I would say that it was in middle school that things really started to shift. There were some transitional points, but very um very uh, imperative in my my journey and my growth in realizing or getting closer to understanding that the more that I wanted for me really just wasn't for me and that that more for me and helping others they kind of go together and they actually they go together and so in middle school fifth grade after my fifth grade uh, year I transitioned from private school to public school now the school that I went to you had to test to get in and I went ahead and took the test. Yeah, little, little uh, well, thought I was a sharp knife in the in the drawer. And so go to take the test. Cat's smart. She'll do it. Knocked us out of the park. We changing schools. Yeah, I did not pass that test. Like not at all. And my parents, they didn't hide it from me. It's like, oh, you didn't get in because you didn't pass the test. Well, the friend that recommended my uh, dad try to get me into the school, she's like, well, maybe go up there and talk to them like take her grades up there or something. Um, clearly, I did not, have not always tested well. And so my dad actually did just that. He went up there, took my report cards and 
talk to the people. And lo and behold, I got into the school. Now for me, I am very black and white. So uh, you take a test, you pass the test, you get in. So I took a test, I didn't pass the test. Oh, well, back to this school. Looks like I graduate from this private school like my older two siblings did. But that wasn't the case. I actually was able to get into the, to the school. So beginning to, to realize that one, the opportunity presented itself because somebody we know thought enough about our family to make mention that, hey, there's a better opportunity uh, for Catherine where she can get more knowledge and will be challenged more. And I think this will be a good fit for her. So somebody looking out for me and for my family made that recommendation. Wow, that's awesome. But then also saying that sometimes things don't work out the way you want them to, but you can still press on and try and, and things will work out. And so um, that was like the beginning phases. But during my um, time at uh, that, that school, Bates Academy, I actually uh, was exposed to so much more than I would have been at the private school from the extracurricular activities that I was able to be involved in, uh, the sports. Um, I played basketball. Uh, they try to get me to run track. I'm not into track, though. Uh, but play basketball, the electives like um, film and editing video, being able to um, take some accelerated classes and just the, the exposure and the things that I was able to do. It would not have been uh, a chance if I hadn't gone to that school. So I, I definitely began to be exposed to a lot more, made new friends. And then their parents were sharing information about like summer programs where I can continue to be challenged and grow and learn more. And so the exposure was not just academically, but also realizing that relationships really are important and community is very important. And that extends beyond my family. Um, it, at first it was like, hey, my grandmother taught us with my siblings, there are five of us. Hey, that you guys, are, you guys are all you have. You have each other. So it's the five of us. And to this day, we kind of say, hey, we're all we got. <laughs> if, if, if everybody else goes away, the five of us, we have each other. Um, but I was beginning to, to realize that, yes, that's something I was taught and it brought about close bonds in our, in our siblingship. But in reality, God created us for community and my community was much larger than I had experienced to this point. And so really appreciating that um, being empowered the 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 entire way. My family has always been very, very supportive. And then to couple that with um, our church family, my grandmother and her old homies, uh, <laughs> the other mothers and older ladies of the church that would love on me and pour on pour into me and, you know, look out for me as well as the uh, other adults from coaches and um, people in teachers, people in the uh, extracurricular activities I was involved in that really took a genuine interest and really had nothing to gain from it, but wanted to give something else um, to you. And I think, I think that that was definitely amazing. And being equipped, um, the different things that I participated in were literally building up my, my resources, my toolkit and skills, if you will, to move forward in life and experience some of the other things that I did, like um, attending the University of Michigan and things like that. But one like really pivotal moment was in high school. I don't remember the exact grade that I was in, um, but kind of having the building of getting into Bates, then taking summer, summer, participating in summer programs where I could take classes at Wayne State and earn money for doing what I like, my homework and getting good grades. And, and so you had just had these things mounting, mounting, and it was because of outside influence, other people that we were connected to that were around um, that, allow for this to happen. And one day it just really hit me. And I said, man, 
This is what I want to do. I want to give back to other people like and and make room for them to do things like other people have for me. So back then it was very narrow. Like I'm a a, a diehard Detroiter, like still have a 313 number. No matter how many states I move to, I'm not changing my phone number because I want to be connected to Detroit, even if I don't live there. Um, but that I want to help kids in the city of Detroit, young people, I want to help them be able to do more, to show them that there's more in life in whatever way I can. I want to teach them and connect with them so that they know too that, hey, even from a working class family, even though you're the first to graduate in your nuclear family from college, like even with all these things that are seemingly uh, opposition against you, that you still have a chance and there's a possibility for you to go ahead and do more and be more. Now, I didn't have those exact words in high school, oh, but my heart was like, I have to figure out a way how to give back, how to do for other people. And, and as I went ahead and progressed through life, there was still there was always something inside of me that I would recite the plan to help Detroiters, young kids um, being able to connect to resources and ultimately develop a scholarship where I can financially give to those people that may not have the resources, uh, whether financial and or like the family support that I have. So what I had directly and then what other people extended to me to make that accessible to children. Um, I, I always recited that. I always knew that. But over the years, as I began to grow in my knowledge of God and I realized that I didn't really know God, even though I was raised in the church, I start seeking him and wanted to know God for myself. Um, so in no, it was post-college, post-college that I really began to embark upon that journey. Um, and I got really passionate about it so much so that I went to get a master's in pastoral studies, not to go on to get an MDiv to preach and teach from um, anybody's pulpit or platform, but because I knew how serious I took school. And I was like, if I go to school, reading my Bible every day has been a challenge all my life. But if I go to school, oh, I'm getting it in. So now I have a master's in pastoral studies, and that was a critical part of my life where I really saw God and even did my final paper on how did you come to know who is God to you and how did you come to know him? And no, realizing that how you came to know God through a process and through a journey has a lot to do with knowing who you are and knowing who God is calling you to be. So you take all of that and years later, and I've given, been given different opportunities uh, from my work experience in corporate America um, to being able to uh, work for a, a church plant and being a part of its growth and healthy growth at that. All of these things, motherhood, uh, being a wife, um, being a, a daughter, a sister, like all these things have come together to really help me see and understand that. The things that I like the more, which happen to be connected to money and finances, um, that wanting more and to have a better life, but then inserting, insert God here and realizing that I just don't want more like achievements and accolades and stuff materialistic, but I want the more that God has for me. There's something that ha can happen spiritually for me. And mm, like Solomon, you ask for wisdom and God's like, man, that's a dope that's a dope request. I'm gonna give you everything else. But that, the other things are, are feasible too. But in asking for that one thing or seeking God, that you will get more, that more looks different for everybody, but there's still that possibility of more. So I became, I would say, uh, 
focused. That's a nice way to put it. I became very focused on helping other people. And it's gone from things to uh, from a small ass. Hey, I'll update your resume. I'll update your resume. When I transitioned from corporate America, yes, my, my husband, he's like, what are you doing? You're updating somebody else's resume? Like, hey, if you know anybody, your friends, people you work with, just let them know. Yep, I have time on my hands. I'm no longer working. Um, I, I, don't, I don't mind doing it. I'll help. Get on the phone with them. Put in the time. So updating resumes, finding places to volunteer, uh, serving at the church, just whatever it is that I can do to connect with people and give back to them. That that's what I want to do. And if I can do that in a way that helps you see the God in me and draws you to God, then it's it's that much better. So all of that, all of that to say that I believe there's more for me. But through my growth and maturing. I also realize is there that there's more for other people. And even even if it's just a nugget that there's something that I can share that I can do to help you realize the same. And if you're a person that realizes there is more for me, but you're not sure how to get there, I can share my experiences and my insight and wisdom and try to get, help you begin to take steps to journey towards that place. So I not only want more for me, but I want more for you as well. So I want to thank you today for taking the time to listen and share in this courtship, the relationship building for us to establish our connection and realize where we are now, who I am and where I'm trying to go. And I just don't want to go someplace for the sake of going, but I like to go on a journey and for you to accompany me. And, and together we can progress towards the more that God has for us. So thank you for joining today. Make sure that you like, share, and subscribe. And be sure to join us here next week as we continue to dig into the more that God has for me and you. Let's get it.